Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Jason, how was your week? It was pretty good. Um, May the 4th happened, so it may did. the 4th be with you. May the 4th be and with you. And then we had Revenge of the 5th. And Revenge of the 6th, because always two yep. there are. Now we are, of course, in This is the May. So. Yeah. So, uh, otherwise, good week. Nothing going on, just work. Yeah. Um, lackluster wrestling, you know, like you do. Well, yeah. <laughs> It seems to be what we're getting these days is lackluster wrestling. Um, we had a rant fest Wednesday night up here at the studio watching AEW. And yeah. We're about yeah. to, it feels like we're going to become the TNA show because the, uh, apparently everything I see about that, Impact's knocking out of the park. Yeah. I I don't want to complain too much, but it does seem like, we are getting the exact same stories. We are getting the same lackluster, just half pushes to pay-per-views. There's a pay-per-view tonight that... Is there? Yes. Double Is Double or Nothing tonight? No, it's WWE Backlash. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry, WWE WrestleMania, WrestleMania Backlash, because we got to slap WrestleMania In on In which now. I do believe, if I remember right, the world title is not on the... The titles aren't on the line anyway. Nope. They were going to do a tag unification match, nope. but then they made them a six-man tag match. Yep. So we're having a, a premium live event mm-hmm. in which we're not defending the tag titles or the WWE titles. And couldn't tell you if we have a women's... Uh, Charlotte's uh, defending against Ronda in an I Quit match. Okay, so we have Charlotte... Uh, so we have that. Bianca defending against anybody because I couldn't I tell you that one. I can't tell you. I don't know. Um, Maybe Seth mm. is facing Cody. And we have Edge versus AJ Styles, mm-hmm. which should be a good match. But be. because be. the way they're telling the Edge story right now, it won't be. So you want to dive into what happened in the week? Because we completely forgot a whiskey this week. We did. We did. I have it on the shelf at home. Great place for it. So my bad, y'all. My bad. Uh, it will happen again, but hopefully not anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> so I guess we so, can just jump into what happened in the week and then yeah, go on. Let's, on our- let's jump into what happened this week. So on Monday Night Raw, we had Alpha Academy and Kevin Owens defeating the Street Profits and Ezekiel. Ezekiel by pinfall. We have uh, Veer Mahan defeating, I don't know, Vernie Hansen. Are the Hansons in in wrestling these days? Uh, You know, generic wrestler B. Um, AJ Styles defeated Damian Priest by pinfall. Where we saw Finn Balor come out and Mm -hmm. they did the two sweet, which I thought was kind of neat. Yeah, we did get that two sweet in there. We're kind of seeing a resurgence of Bullet Club in like four different companies now. Right? It's everywhere. So, you know, Bullet Club has taken over wrestling. Mm-hmm. We have Theory and The Miz defeating Mustafa Ali by pinfall. 
We have Nikki A.S.H. pinning Dana Brooke to win the 24-7 championship. Um, that happened before the show. Then we have a 24-7 championship match where Dana Brooke defeated Nikki A.S.H. Um, I think it traded hands a few times. Ends up going back on Dana as Dana runs out of the arena, uh, yelling that she wants a divorce from Reggie. Yeah. I hate it and I love it. I hate it. Like No, I completely hate it. But the fact that they built up an entire storyline for like a month around this wedding, the mm-hmm. dual wedding, and then a week later, two weeks later, they're asking, they're screaming for a divorce. It is peak yep. bad WWE. And yeah, uh, they need to get rid of the 24 7 championship. Yeah, they do. We have Cody Rhodes uh, interrupting Seth Rollins' self appointed appreciation night. <laughs> that was fun. Then we have Bobby Lashley defeating Cedric Alexander by submission. And we have Liv Morgan, Bianca Belair, and Asuka defeating Becky Lynch, Ray Ripley, and Sonya Deville, who had been stripped of her her executive powers for the evening. There was a really cool spot in that match, too, where uh, Asuka hit... I can't remember if it was Becky or Rhea, but hit her with the hip attack on the apron, and as she fell, Liv caught her and hit her with a backstabber. Nice. Which was a really cool look. And Liv actually got the pin on DeVille after hitting Oblivion. Or is it Oblivion? Oblivion. <laughs> Oblivion. All right, so that was Monday Night Raw. There you go. Uh, so Dynamite, we kicked off with another Owen Hart tournament qualifier to see who might could be possibly maybe in the match someday whenever they do this tournament. Uh, starts this week on Dynamite. Yeah. Uh, it was Bobby Fish versus Hardy. Uh, Jeff Hardy. Uh, Jeff Hardy wins. And will face the one, the only Darby Allen yep. next week. Somebody is going to die. Oh, I think so. We had Blackpool Combat Club versus The Butcher and Blade with uh, Angelico for some reason. I, he was just standing backstage, and they were like, you! Uh, of course, uh, Combat Club won. Combat Club... Com- <laughs> Combat Club won, but I did like Butcher, Blade, and Angelico uh, attacking Combat Club before Combat Club could have yeah. attacked them. Uh, we had Wardlow versus W. Morrissey, uh, which for those that aren't following, that don't follow Impact, that is big cast, and he is seven foot tall, and, and you can't, can't teach that. that. Um, this was actually a decent, like, big man match, as as Biggie would say, big meaty men slapping meat. It was, um, and then at the end, Wardlow it, only hit one. Power bomb, power bomb, uh, which was probably for the best because, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, at the end of the match, Wardlow took out about a hundred and seven security guards mm-hmm. uh, before he told uh, MJF that he's just going to keep doing this. It doesn't matter who it is; he'll get him eventually. And MJF said, uh, "You got a match with Sean Spears because you know." Well, he gave him a match at the pay per view. Yeah. But he's got to go through Spears, Spears first. Week. Yeah. So another one of those fight all my minions. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Hangman cut a promo 
which was kind of a heel promo. It, it, it at least it gave a heel feel to it. Um, of course, he's fighting Punk at pay per view, so somebody got to work the heel side, and it sure as hell ain't gonna be CM Punk. Yeah, we had Santana versus Chris Jericho. We're I think believe Jericho won. Yeah, Jericho won, and they still had uh, a, a, another beatdown. Yay! Woo. Got the that. Yeah, we'll we'll come back to that. Then we had quite possibly Brady's favorite moment of the night. We had the Varsity Blondes calling out the House of Black, mm-hmm. and Julia Hart turned. But not really, because she didn't but attack she anybody. Didn't, she didn't. And turn. Malachi Black became a very creepy, creepy predator man. Which was made even worse by Jr. She's only twenty years old. Yeah, and you have a thirty-some-year-old Malachi Black. Yep, invading her personal space. It, it was. It was very. Yeah, creepy's a good word for it. I'm um, sure that they thought it would I, come across those, creepy, but it, I liked the concept. The but like you said, Jr. saying what he said kind of turned it from well, that's kind of dark and creepy too. That's like call the cops creepy. Yeah. Um. Then we had Dante Martin versus Ray Phoenix in a, the final qualifying match. Ray Phoenix won. We had the main event of the night. Which was really cool, I thought. Of uh, Deanna Peraza mm-hmm. versus Mercedes Martinez to unify the ROH titles. So that was like a 20, 25, 30 minute match, right? Yeah, it was about 12 minutes. Uh, but it was given a 60 minute time limit uh, when the match started at uh, 8 Was it that? It was, it was after 8.50. Oh, wow. So It was after 8.50. So it had like, it did it like go a little over time, yeah. you know, but yeah. And uh, Mercedes Martinez won, which I kind of expected for the simple fact that uh, Mercedes Martinez is signed to AEW slash ROH and uh, Diona Praza is not. Yeah. So got to keep your, got to keep your belts on the people that actually work there. Yeah. That was it for uh, Rampage. I mean, Dynamite. SmackDown happened. <laughs> Actually, we should do Rampage first. We should. We should because do Rampage, Rampage first. Came on this Friday at four thirty in the afternoon. That's four thirty Central Time, five thirty yeah. Eastern. It was announced for five thirty Eastern. It was that way due to hockey, I think. Um, but we kicked off with Tony Storm and Ruby Soho versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. We're uh, Tony Storm and Ruby won. We then had Hook versus J.D. Drake, where Hook quickly beat J.D. Drake. Then Danhausen came out to give him a, a present for his birthday, which was a bag of chips, and Hook shoved Danhausen and left. Mm-hmm. We had Riho versus Yuka Sakazaki for the Women's Owen Hart tournament, in which Riho won. And then the main event of the night was uh, Kansuke uh, Takashita versus Jay Lethal, where Jay Lethal wins. Hmm. Then we had a brawl, because of course we did. Yeah. And that was Rampage. Mm-hmm. All right, so Raw, or SmackDown, 
we have Aaliyah versus Charlotte Flair, uh, which ends up in a fight between Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair. The match doesn't even matter. It's not important. Um, we have Sasha Banks versus Shayna Baszler, where we had... Let's just do this one. Uh, Shayna Baszler defeats Sasha Banks. We have the Usos hyping themselves up. RK Bro hyping themselves up. We get Madcap Moss uh, roasting Happy Corbin because they're going to have a match at WrestleMania Backlash. Everything has to have WrestleMania in it now. Um, We have Gunta defeating Drew Gulak. We have a backstage interview with Shinsuke Nakamura, Drew McIntyre. We have Sheamus and Ridge Holland defeating Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, because that's still a thing. Um, we have Sami Zayn telling Paul Heyman that he's going to take care of Shinsuke um, <laughs> for the bloodline. We have Lacey Evans opening up about her life some more. And I'm confused as to whether she's a heel or a face because it seems like they're trying to get face, trying to go face with her. But when they announced her walking out, they said that she wants everybody to stand up and, and cheer and, and give her the respect she deserves, which is just confusing. Uh, we have Sami Zayn defeating Shinsuke Nakamura by count out. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Um, we have WWE announcing a women's tag team title match for next week's SmackDown. Not even the pay-per-view this week. Next week's SmackDown. Because, of course. And that'll be Banks and Naomi against Baszler and Natalia. And then we go off the show with a brawl. Because, of course... We have the Bloodline versus RK Bro and Drew McIntyre. Now, I did like this part because you have the faces in the ring and they're standing there. They stand in the center of the ring. Out come the champions, the heels. They don't say anything. You hear Roman rip the Velcro Velcro off of his title belt, which is disappointing. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know. But you hear him take it off. He hands it all. They hand their belts to to Paul, and then they get in the ring, and it's just a fight. There's no words, which is refreshing when yeah, you have this kind of like a few. They don't have to set it up with a promo beforehand as they're in the ring to sign the contract. They're just like, no, we don't like each other. We're going to fight. Let's just fight. Just go punch people. Just go punch people. Yep. So, where so, do you want to start? I was going to say, before we get into, like, talking about the shows and everything, there were some releases that happened mm-hmm. uh, this week. So, first off, Candice LeRae was moved to the NXT alumni page. She wasn't released. Her contract expired. Uh, it was reported back in November that her contract would be expiring in about six months or so. Which I'm surprised they didn't pause her. Me too. Uh, because, you know, of course she was going for the baby. But they the didn't. Baby. Uh, so Candice Ray is no longer with WWE. Also, uh, Malcolm Bivens 
he was released a couple of weeks ago in that group of releases that included Dexter Loomis and all that. But he was on a, like a little comedy type show thing and really let WWE have it about, uh, you know, the fact that he uh, would not be coming back or at least not anytime soon. Uh, and in fact, because of the, the feelings that he currently has for wrestling because of WWE, he thinks he's going to retire from wrestling and just not do it anymore. Yeah. Um, on the other side of the aisle, AEW, we had, of course, March 1st, a lot of people that signed originally with AEW. They did three-year contracts. Mm-hmm. That was three years. So we had... Uh, of course, Marco Stunt and Joey Janela have been very, at, you know, very vocal about the fact that they weren't going to be re-signed. Uh, they had no intentions of re-signing, that kind of stuff. So they were both done away with. But shockingly, done, done away with. Tony Tony put a hit out on him for Mark <laughs> for Marco. Done away with, I think, would be a good term. Uh, Joey's going to do his own thing, though. You know, well, got, I mean, and Joey's always done his own. He's thing. always done his own thing. Anyway, he's got his own wrestling stuff that he does. Um, and, and no disrespect to Joey Joey Janela, he's not a TV wrestler. No, he's not. He is not a TV and wrestler. And that's the thing. The other one, though, that kind of that shocked me, Stu Grayson. Yeah. Not Dark Order. Know, not any of that. Just Stu. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there was discussions about money. They couldn't come to an agreement, and he left. Um. There's a lot of talk online, and this is this to me. This is specifically to AEW. You don't hear this with the WWE releases mainly because WWE is the mega corporation. They're WWE. They're not gonna. What have you hear that. about what you hear about WWE's releases is I just saw them on TV last week. They were building a story. What the hell happened? Yeah. People are giving AEW shit about some of these releases. Joey Janela, Stu. Um, they're wondering when other Marco, they're wondering when other people are going to be released or have already been released Mm -hmm. that were, you know, Hey, we're the brand new wrestling company and we need people to fill out our roster. So we're going to give you this contract and go right. Mm -hmm. And to an extent, I can kind of agree a bit on, you know, these are people that helped you get off the ground. Yeah. You signed a contract with these people. Um, they helped you become what you are today, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You couldn't be AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage. You couldn't be doing this without Marco, without Stu, without Joey. Yeah. You know, you you couldn't. You wouldn't have a roster. Yeah, right. However, now AEW has signed Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Christian, uh, Miro was one that got signed afterwards. You know. You've got all these newer, uh, bigger names. I was about to say, I don't want to say it this way, but better names. That's why I went with Baker. You know, so you bigger works. You've got all these people that you've signed now that are part of your roster. Why do I need Joey Janela when I have CM Punk? You know, why do I need, uh, as much as I like the guy, why do I need Stu Grayson when I got Brian Danielson? You know. Why, why I mean, do I need Marco Stunt when I have Samoa Joe? You know, like okay, here, here's, and this is gonna sound maybe crass on my part. 
Marco's a comedy act that was fun for a while and it was boring. Yeah. It, it was fun for a while and then it was boring. That I saw the extent of what Marco can do. I have seen that story told. I don't need him to remain employed just because he was there originally. Exactly. Uh, the other part of that is... Stu, of the, I, I do think Stu is a loss. I do too. But one other but, thing that I want to add in with that is Marco hadn't been on TV in a year. Mm-hmm. But Tony didn't release him. Yeah, he's not releasing. You know, he's as not far as I know, he's only people. released two people. You know, he's not. He's basically not telling them, "Hey, uh, we got nothing for you, so I'm going to cancel your contract." Even though you know we signed a three year deal and it's only two years in, but I hold all the cards because I own the company. So bye, peace. You know, he's not doing that. He's paying out the full contract, and basically, from what it, from what I understand, at least. They're they're kind of in that you know whole, okay. I know my contract's not going to be picked back up. He's letting them take independent bookings, which all of his know? all of his wrestlers have been able to take independent right. bookings, as far as I know. Maybe so, I'm wrong on that, but so I think he honestly, I think he's doing it the best way possible. And as bad as it may sound from a wrestling fan point of view. If getting rid of Marco Stunt and Joey Janela and even Stu Grayson, as much as I kind of hate that last one, gives enough money for them to extend a good contract to another Keith Lee or, mm-hmm. you know, even W. Morrissey or, you know, a, a name from another company, yeah. I'm all for it. Because the the fact of the matter is not everybody can be employed. Yeah, not right. everybody can be carried on the roster, and you know it sounds like Stu Grayson had money money issues with with the contract that they were offering him. Yep, uh, and maybe even creative differences because they came in. Dark Order was completely different from what it has yep. become, and I kind of wish they would go back to that. I'm kind of hoping but, with Stu leaving, since him and. Uno were the founding members of Dark Order. You know, Stu's gone. Colt's been out for a couple of months filming uh, episodes of The Young Rock where he is portraying the Brooklyn Brawler. Okay, I can see that. Um, You know, I'm kind of hoping that they kind of do away with Dark Order. Yeah, it's time to to break up Dark Order as as a group. And we kind of maybe saw hints of that. As Johnny Hungy yeah. had a promo, and there was no Dark Order no merch on him at all. He was wearing his uh, Meat Man shirt. Yeah. So no Dark Order merch on him at all. So maybe they've just quietly done away with Dark Order, and that might be the best way to go, especially since they've now yeah. lost Stu, since Colt's not available. Speaking of Young Rock, just because you brought that up, yeah. did you see the clip this week of The Rock... Uh, when his first time in the locker room in WWE, I did. How awful were the castings? Oh God! So the guy that they had for Stone Cold looked nothing like Stone Cold, mm-hmm. but he the, did. He was able to get the voice. The one for Triple H wasn't too bad. One for Triple H wasn't too bad. The Undertaker, that one was bad. That was. Awful. The Mick Foley one was bad too. The Mankind. Yeah, I thought that one was pretty bad. Even with the mask and everything, I thought that one was yeah. pretty bad. Oh, yeah. It was <laughs> just like, oh my 
Like the the best part was the the guy for Stone Cold, mm-hmm. and only thing was is he nailed the voice. He did nail certainly the voice. didn't nail the hairline, but <laughs> <laughs> he didn't nail nail the voice. But yeah, no. Now that we're seeing those first contracts come up, as far as I know, Tony's only released two people that I can think of off the top of my head. Yes, yeah, Swole and, and well, Swole's contract went up. Did Swole's? Yeah, I guess it did. Swole's contract went out. Uh, Havoc, uh, Havoc, which needed to be released because of what he's done, yep. and B Priestley. Yeah, because yeah. of stuff that she was she involved did. in. Those are the only two that I'm aware of off the top of my head. And correct me if I'm wrong. Send us a message on our Facebook. Send mm-hmm. us a text if you know us personally. But uh, I think those are the only two. Yeah. Unfortunately, not everybody is going to be retained. And the guys that they need to retain, they are. The Jungle Boys, the Darby Allens, MJF, MJF. Uh, I mean, hating, liking, yeah, no, uh, from he from his heel work, from whatever, from just the boringness of his, his stories, he's got chops. He does. So he does. I my problem with MJF is not him as a wrestler, him as a person, him as a character. My problem is is. It's the same same story story over over and over again. Do something else, please. For the love of God, do something else. So, uh, so let's talk about Brady's favorite segment. (laughs) Oh, we had the varsity blondes come out to the ring and Julia Hart, Brian Pillman cuts a promo calling out house of black that he's tired of them acting like they're doing, that he's messing with Julia, uh, you know. Which, by the way, like half of her face face is now purple. purple. Um, You know, so he's calling them out. This ends here. House of Black comes out. Malachi says a couple words. They attack. They beat down everybody. Julia Hart gets back in the corner, like, terrified. Malachi Black gets all up in her business. And this is where Michael was talking about, like, while he's, like, sniffing her face, yeah. JR Jer- uh, uh, J- on commentary is talking about, she's <laughs> only 20, 20 years old, old. you know. Uh, and thus, a new Bang Bros yeah. video was born. No, like, it was just, it's like, um, JR, shut up and let it happen. Right. Garrison gets laid out. They hand Julia Hart a chair, and she raises it overhead like she's fixing to hit Garrison with it. And then she doesn't. And she's laughing. Yeah. And when she starts laughing, Malachi gets all pissed off and gets back up in her face. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. is I think that instead of Malachi getting all pissed off and getting in her face, this is when they should have brought Death Triangle out. Yeah. Because it would have made more sense... To have Death Triangle come out, start feuding with mm-hmm. House of Black, and Julia like real okay, drop the chair and, and then run. hug hug you know Griff or something. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't know what's happening. You know, and if you're going to extend this, if you're not going to have her turn, which they didn't, mm-hmm. that's where you maintain. Because now, if I'm Griff Garrison, I'm not. Yeah, going to be around Julia Hart. No, not at all. 
um, because he wasn't laid out completely. He was like begging her not to. Mm-hmm. So where, where are we going from here? Where uh, do we another, go from here? Another several months of will she, won't she? Uh, and her then, entire head painted purple yeah. every night. And then they will, uh, then they will quietly drop the entire storyline. Probably. That's my guess. <sighs> it just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a whole lot to say about it. It just, you know, I, I've call, been calling it Brady's favorite segment, but, uh, you know, he was losing his mind over it mm-hmm. because, this is something, you know, when this first started, we all talked about how that's kind of cool, you know. She's she's slowly getting that that black purple under her eye patch. She's still wearing it. You know, she's just sitting on the ring steps during the matches. Real cool idea that they have just continued to drag out for far too long. Yeah. It it's gone on way too long. They should have pulled the trigger last like, month like, or in March, but they didn't. And now they should have pulled it Wednesday night. Like they we chose said not multiple to. times, uh, this is not a storyline that needs that long, drawn-out story. You can draw out the Hangman story. Like, that drew out for over a year. Mm-hmm. That's fine. This storyline is not one that needs to draw out that long. Uh, but it is what it is, I guess. And we'll eventually see either... Julia Hart join the dark, join uh, House of Black, or uh, you know, yeah, do something else. Yeah, so some outside wrestling news: Tammy Sunny Snitch yeah. was uh, finally arrested for her role in a fatal accident. Yep, I'm I'm trying to be very careful with my words. Because she has been charged, but not found guilty yet. Yeah, she's been charged and arrested. Um, she has posted for, bond as well. She's posted bond. To got, she's out, but she's charged with vehicular manslaughter, uh, several counts of aggravated assault, uh, DUI, driving with a suspended license, di- driving with a revoked license. Like, yeah, just a string of charges. And apparently she thought the only charges that she was getting were like the DUI and uh, maybe like a vehicular assault. Mm-hmm. I was reading something that said that she had no idea that she was even under. She says that she was not, had no idea that she was even under investigation for uh, the manslaughter charge. Yeah. Which she probably was, but she was so drugged and, and drunk out of her mind that you know, I, I feel for for her in that, you know, she obviously has a problem. Mm-hmm. But she's been in and out of prison now a few times. I know that, if I remember correctly, she's been in and out of rehab a few times. It's clear that she doesn't want to change. And hopefully this can be a wake-up call for her. And she can serve her time and pay her debt and get her life together. Hopefully. I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening, but, you know, we shall see. You know. Um, You want to talk about uh, W. Morrissey coming into 
uh, yeah, sure. Dynamite. Um, we got speaking we got, of somebody who has had issues in the past and has gotten his life straight, and has, seems to have gotten his life straight. We had a teaser, of course, uh, last week. Yeah, it was because very brief tease. They never said his name. They didn't say his name. You uh, have MJF yeah. calling and he just say, said, "Hey, big guy, do you want to come make six figures on for one match?" Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "At the end, whatever, whatever." You can't teach that. Very clearly, it was W. Morrissey the whole time. Nobody had any doubt. So he shows up. Him and Wardlow had a really good match, I thought. Mm-hmm. Big meaty men slapping meat. Yep. Wardlow ends up winning and then cuts a promo about, you know, hey, uh, I'm coming for you, Max, yada, yada, yada. Of course, Morrissey is still in impact. Mm-hmm. You know, so that relationship is still there. Uh, between AEW and Impact, it's just not as tight, I guess, as it was. Well, I think they 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 were too close at one point. They, they were, were too close too when close you have when you have Kenny Omega as the Impact champion. Yep. But he never fights on Impact. It's always on. Right. It was too close, and I think that they needed to put that boundary up between them. And even if that means okay, we're not going to be we're, our guys aren't going to be on your screen for a while. They needed to say hey. Yeah. No, this this is too one sided. Yep. We're not getting any benefits out of this. You're getting right. our guys for free. Yep. And the thing is, like this, I think this is the way that that kind of talent trade mm-hmm. should work. Um, I don't want to see Impact guys on AEW every week. No, I don't want to see AEW guys in New Japan every week. You yeah. know that kind of stuff. But it's really cool to see W. Morrissey show up on an AEW show for one yeah. match. You know, Coming in as a bounty be, hunter. That's yeah. great. It would be, I would love to see Samoa Joe show up on Impact for one match. You know, that kind of stuff. I'd love to see Samoa Joe and Christopher Daniels show up on Impact. Yeah, just, well, me too. Just but, for one, just to walk in, beat the crap out of some of the new guys and walk mm-hmm. out. No explanation. Right. You're just like. What just happened? <laughs> but I think that works better. Mm-hmm. I don't need sto- I don't need AEW storylines with Impact people in it. No, you know I don't need Impact storylines with New Japan people necessarily in it. AEW's kind of doing it with Jay White right now. You know he he pops in and out. He's part of the storyline, but he's not there every week being part of the storyline. He's not taking TV time away or wrestling time match time. I guess I should say away from an AEW person. Well, and I think Jay White was brought in as a last minute kind of, oh, I've made a promise of something. I don't even remember what it was. Tony Khan had made a huge promise of, you know, uh, there's going to be a super big reveal and yada, yada, yada. And people were speculating all over the place. And I don't even think it was speculation. It was, no, this is going to be it. And then he's like, Oh, I've oh, overpromised. Overpromised because they are not going to be happy, and so he managed a last minute to get Jay White mm-hmm. to come in. Oh, for it that. was he. He was saying that the forbidden door was slammed open or oh, something yeah. like that. So everybody and it was, was Keith Lee. Yeah, it, it was, was Keith. Lee. It was Keith Lee's debut. So and he was talking was about the forbidden out, door. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> trying to figure out who from New Japan was coming, and they're they're giving these names and lists and all this kind of stuff, and they're going to do a pay per view, and they're going to do this, and they're going to do that. And then uh, it was Keith Lee. Yeah, no, it was <laughs> it was the Keith Lee uh, 
this person's going to slam the forbidden door in the face of yeah. his old company. Keith Lee had been released for three months at that time. Yep. Like, and so he's like, oh, oh, oh. And so he was able to get, get Jay White. We haven't seen a whole lot of Jay White in AEW. He's had a couple Rampage matches. Mm-hmm. Been on Dynamite once or twice, but we haven't seen a whole lot of him. That's fine. He's been doing his Impact stuff. He's been doing his independent wrestling. And I think that that's the future of these big companies. You, and and it can help, whether it actually does help or not, it can help with what we see with WWE, where it's the same thing over and over. We see the same match every week until the pay-per-view. And then they change up who the winner is. And then we see that match every week until the next pay-per-view. And then maybe they end it. Because they don't have, even though they have an insanely deep roster, WWE doesn't have the depth Mm -hmm. of who they will put in shows. Yeah. So now we have these companies. We have, let's just say, let's restrict it to New Japan, Impact, AEW, ROH. Okay. Where we can have a W. Morrissey show up on AEW for a month and go after the TNT title. It makes it feel like the old uh, territory days. Yeah. You know, every territory basically had their champion. Mm -hmm. They had their people. But in order to keep things fresh, you would have the champion from one territory would show up in another territory and challenge that champion. Yeah. Uh, You would have, you know, you would have that kind of stuff. And that's how wrestling was throughout the, late seventies, even into the early eighties mm-hmm. until Vince basically bought all the territories. Uh, he bought them out. He signed contracts for the top talent and then wouldn't let them go to the territories that still existed yep. until those territories died until WCW. Well, WCW kind of stayed around. They didn't go anywhere cause they had a TV deal there in Georgia, the whole thing. Um, Georgia, but you know, you had all that going on. Then once WCW went away, there was only one game in town. Yeah. TNA existed. It was not a choice. It was not an option, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So I, I like this, the ability for us to have talent trades and, you know, I know you said you didn't need to see them in storylines, but as long as it's a brief storyline, and it serves a purpose of promoting that person or the other company for something, then it's good. I guess let me rephrase that. Um, They're fine at storylines, but AEW doesn't know how to write a a brief storyline. That's true. So that's why I say I don't necessarily want to see him in a storyline. You know, I don't want to see, I don't want to see W Morrissey on AEW for the next six months. Yeah. I got nothing against the guy. I think he's awesome. Uh, you know, great job to to dude for getting his life straight. You know, mm-hmm. but he's an impact dude, and he's he's in the impact main event scene. I want to see him on the impact main event scene, not chasing mid carters in AEW. Let's let him beat Moose because, frankly, every time I tune into Impact, Moose is a champion. 
Yeah. And like he's gonna beat Ric Flair's record soon. <laughs> I swear, like the dude is always a champion. I'm like, okay. Sure. I have nothing against him. I don't know enough about him and I know the well, few I times I've watched him. Won it back though. Yeah. At their last pay per view. Yeah. It's just like every time I tune in. It's, yeah, that's Moose. He's okay. A, oh, look, Moose is the champion again. There you go. So you know we can't put it on a guy like W. Morrissey. We can't put it on a guy like Zack Ryder, um, Matt Cardona. Yes, Matt Cardona. Uh, Matt Cardona could get it. I mean, he is collecting belts, but they don't. He's not that character in Impact. Yeah, he's not. He isn't. He he's isn't. he's Zack Ryder. Yeah, the, he's part of the, the major players, isn't it? Major players, which is um, Him, uh, Chelsea Green and uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, the other ex WWE, the guy that he had his yeah, uh, Brian Myers, Brian right? Myers, yeah, yeah. The they were a tag team in Impact, yeah, or not Impact in WWE. Yep. They were the were they the original Edgeheads? Yes. And then they you know reformed yeah. the tag team their last couple months and. He's not playing the belt collector in Impact. No, he's not. Let him do that, and let's get some serious competitors for Moose. Yeah. You know, Josh Alexander, who was the champion, and then immediately they drop it to Moose. What? You build this kid up. Yep. And then immediately he drops the title to Moose. I guess I'm I'm bitching about Impact. <laughs> I really shouldn't be because I really don't follow the product on a week to week thing. <laughs> right. But get it together, people. Oh, <laughs> uh, so what else we got to talk about? Um I guess let's run through some WWE stuff. Okay. Just to to see what we got. Um on the bad unfortunate news, we did get an update this week from Big E. Yeah. And he said that his neck, his C4. C1. Was it his C1? C1. Okay. Isn't healing properly. Isn't healing ideally, I think is the word that yeah. he used. Um, so he's going to be in the neck brace a little while longer. And it is still up in the air on whether he will ever be able to compete again. Yep. It sucks. That does suck. We touched on it a little bit earlier, but RK Bro and Drew McIntyre, the face-off with the bloodline was great. Mm-hmm. It just, no words, just, just six guys let's beating go the crap out of each other. Yep. And yes, I say that after we complained about brawls in AEW. There's but a difference, here's the though. thing. This is different for WWE. Mm-hmm. And... The faces stood tall. The faces stood tall. Whereas in an AEW brawl, the face never stands tall. The face gets a fireball thrown in his face and then calls in to Chris Jericho on Rampage to threaten Jericho's life. Yeah. Because that's the thing that happened on Rampage. Yeah. <laughs> yep. What? <laughs> the problem... AEW only knows how to book a brawl. Yeah, that's it. They they don't know they don't know how to get a heel over or to, how to get a heel face rivalry over 
without every week the heels beating up the faces until the pay-per-view comes around and the faces win. You, you, you could have stopped. They don't know how to get a heel-face rivalry over. Fair enough. Because they all, look at all of last year, or most of last year, was Bullet Club, the elite, yeah. just beating up, everybody, beating up everybody and never getting some comeuppance. Yep. Never. Really? This was a brawl. This ended quickly. It didn't go on forever. One side didn't even. get yeah. One side didn't get too much over on the other side. At the end of it, you have Roman Reigns having been kicked out of the ring, staring at Drew McIntyre and RK Bro. Mm-hmm. It, I think it worked well. It didn't end with. Eddie Kingston having a fireball thrown in his face. Well, it didn't end with Eddie Kingston having a fireball thrown in his face this week because last week there was a five-on-three beatdown that left the faces laying in the ring because the last week there was a five-on-three beatdown that left the faces laying in the ring because last week there was a five-on-three. You get what I mean there. You know, it's the same thing. Let's – I don't care to watch the match – that eventually will happen where the face is going to win because why should I? Yeah. The face has shown absolutely no chance of winning at all. Well, and let's, I don't, I know, I know we said we're going to talk about WWE, but we we keep going back to AEW and Eddie Kingston. So obviously we want to talk about that. I want to, let, let me put it this way. We're critical of AEW from time to time. We're, we're, we praise AEW from time to time. Um, we do the same for WWE. We, we're talking a lot about AEW for the simple fact that there is nothing to talk about in WWE. It, there there really are these isn't. little pinpricks of, oh, that was kind of cool. This happened. Out of five hours of television and an upcoming pay-per-view, there's been, what, three things we wanted to talk about? Yeah. And on the pay-per-view tonight, there's, I think, two matches that'll be worth anything. I might throw the pay-per-view on. I'm not. This evening, just as background noise as I sit and I watch my guitar lesson and try to practice my guitar. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm going to end up probably playing Star Wars, The Old Republic, or Final Fantasy, or practice my guitar or something. Yeah. I'm not going to do back WrestleMania Backlash. It, I don't care. <laughs> They yeah. have done nothing to build this pay-per-view for me. Sorry. Yeah. But let's let's talk about the Eddie Kingston feud with Jericho Appreciation Society. Eddie Kingston and X-Lax. Mm-hmm. So we have a match on Dynamite this week, which was Santana versus Jericho. The match starts. No, wait, it doesn't. Jericho's making his entrance, and... Santana and Ortiz attack Jericho while the Jericho Appreciation Society stands there. Jericho gets his ass beat for 15 minutes. Finally, Jericho Appreciation Society. Oh, oh, that we're we're supposed to to, to be involved. They didn't go to the back. They, They weren't, you know, told not to be at ringside. No, they were literally standing there and Ortiz was holding them back with, 
air. I, I, you know? Right. And then Jericho gets a win and we get the beat down. You could have saved me 20 minutes of my life. Had a five-minute Santana attacking Jericho. Jericho Appreciation Society beat down on Santana and Ortiz. Because here we have five on two. Eddie Kingston's not there. Mm-hmm. We have five on two. Jericho Appreciation Society beats down on. There's no match. There's no need for a match. And then you can give your ROH Women's Championship match more than five minutes. Right. Right. That's the problem. That's the thing that pissed me off the most. Well, is we are sitting here and we are looking at our phones like it's 848. Yep. It's 850. It's 853. And they just start the entrances. The My is, God. Yep. How hard is it to give these women a segment? And the thing is, like we give uh, our we give AEW hell about you know their women's matches anyway. So you put this one in the main event, awesome main event. Then you come up with this because it's a championship match. It has a sixty minute time limit. Okay, cool. And then you give it seven minutes. Yeah, you know. And when I hear when I hear sixty minute time limit on a match, maybe it's me. I'm expecting it to last 15, 20 minutes top, you know, right at minimum. Well, when it's a championship match, unless it's Goldberg coming out to beat somebody, it's, you know, WWE doing their 26 second, but you know what I mean? loss (laughs) or, you know, Brian, Daniel, Bryan losing, losing to Sheamus or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Kofi Kingston losing to Brock. Like unless it's one of those situations, we expect a match. You have Mercedes Martinez versus Deanna Perrazzo. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if y'all have been following Deanna Perrazzo since she left WWE, where they've criminally underused her. Oh, yeah. She's good. Mm-hmm. She, was, she was the Impact World Champion for a while. She left As soon as she um, left WWE, she became the Impact Women's Champion. Yep. And carried it until Mickey James took it off of her like a year later. Yep. Then she went to ROH and became the ROH Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. Until ROH dissolved. Yeah. So, yeah. So, she is good. Mercedes Martinez, good. Mm-hmm. They could have had a great match. Now, it was a good match. I'm not yeah. trying to take anything away from what they did with the time they had. But that match could have gone 20 minutes mm-hmm. and would have been entertaining, would have been fun, would have been Absolutely. nail-biting. And instead... We got this five minute, ten minute, whatever it was, seven minute. I think it was like around seven, eight minutes. I want to think. Just here, we have to obligatory take this off Deanna with a commercial break in the middle of it. Yeah, I, Tony, what are you doing, man? Yeah, I I don't get it. Now, Rampage, we get two women's matches. Mm -hmm. Great. Personally, don't care about Riho. I don't understand everybody's fascination with Riho. But sure, great. We got more than half of that show devoted to women. Mm -hmm. I'm there. 
I thought the tag match was really good. Tag match was great. Even the Riho and um, uh, Sakazaki. Sakazaki, the magical girl. Yeah. It was a good match. Great. It was a good match. I, I, like you, I agree with you. I don't get Riho. I don't understand Riho. I don't understand her appeal. Uh, Sakazaki, I get. There's the, the barest hint of a character there. It's, there's more than that. But, you know, like Riho is. Riho's character is, hey, she weighs less than 100 pounds. Yeah. And I, I understand that Riho is Kenny Omega's favorite tag team partner or something like that. Something like that. Uh, sure. Sure. So she's going to get it. I don't care if I ever see Riho on my TV again because as a wrestler, she does nothing for me. I Well, and the thing is, like in that match with, with Sakazaki, it was fine. You know, yeah. Good match. Her in a match with Nyla Rose was un. It was outside of the realm of believability to me. Um, that match should not have, and this was a couple of years ago, obviously, but that match shouldn't have lasted as long as it did and ended the way it did. Nyla should have, the first time Rio hit Nyla, Nyla should have maybe rocked a little bit and then just smashed her and been done with it. So instead, Rio beat Nyla Rose to be the women's champion. Yep. I don't get it. But, hey, there, there is... I'm going to go find is, some whiskey. There is I'm, something in wrestling for everybody. I'll put it that way. You know, there, <laughs> there is something in wrestling for everybody. Uh, there are plenty of people that hate uh, you know, comedy wrestling. There, you know, I, I see lots of people talking about how much they hate Orange Cassidy. They hate Danhausen because they're not serious. They're comedy wrestlers. I kind of like it. You know, but here's I think the difference. Yes, Orange Cassidy and Danhausen are comedic wrestlers. Danhausen is very much a comedy character. Mm-hmm. He he talks with that weird accent and mm-hmm. all of that. But when it's time, they can go. Yeah, I mean Orange Cassidy. I think we have to look at him and say. You know, he might be one of the best professional wrestlers in the game today. He is really good. You know, I that's a debate we can save for another time. But he comes out, he does his stick, and then when it's time to go, he goes. Yeah. And I haven't watched a whole lot of Danhausen matches, but my understanding is he's fairly technically proficient. He is. So the when it's time, he can go. Mm-hmm. And it all goes back to suspension of disbelief, like you said. With Riho and a match against somebody like Nyla Rose, I my suspension of disbelief cannot be, go that far. It can't bend that far. Yeah, it, yep. it cannot bend that far. So... Anyway, and I say that as a man who loves Rey Mysterio versus Big Show. Yeah, but there's differences. Mm-hmm. Um, what else we got? Anything? I'm just so angry over. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. No, I don't. I don't think there really is much of anything else to talk about. 
We'll be back next week with more whiskey. Yeah. Actual whiskey. Like I said, it's on the shelf at home. Uh, <laughs> I'll bring it. <laughs> so all of that said, then we'd like to thank McNarb Gaming and mm-hmm. Greg for letting us use this space. Yep. To uh, to record. Come down to the, the game shop here. Grab yourself a board game, card games, tabletop RPG, miniature games, paints. Uh, they got a uh, the, Star Wars Legion tournament starting here soon, don't uh, they? Next month. Next month. Um, it's going to be like an escalation type thing. So you don't have to go spend, you know, a thousand dollars to buy a full army to play. You you can buy the the starter box and go from there. Um, so, you know, come down here, get yourself a board game. Yeah. Grab one off the wall and sit down and play with some people that are here. They've always got something going on. There's always people looking to play a game. Yep. Uh, while you're here and in town, head on over to big dog liquor and pick up some of, uh, some whiskey. Don't be like me. Don't forget your whiskey. <laughs> they have lots of deals uh, for military, for senior discounts. Uh, he's got a ton of wine over there. So go check them out. Tell them we sent you. And then uh, come over to McNarbs and play a game. Have some fun. Yeah. And then, of course, we can, uh, once you do all that, we do have our, our podcast friends. Podcast, the, the uh, what I affectionately refer to as the McNard Podcasting Network. Yeah, we've got uh, the Travelers on the Omnibus, mm-hmm. uh, which is Jay, Brady, Ethan, and uh, Jody. Yep. Where they talk about everything nerdy and some stuff not quite so nerdy. Uh, so far, I think their last episode was, um, well, let's see. They did the soundtracks and scores. Soundtracks and scores. And then they did one after that, and I'm trying to remember what the topic of it was off the top of my head. I know uh, the one that they recorded this week is going to be lots of fun. It is going to be um, them going through soundtracks. They made each other listen yeah, to an soundtracks, album. Uh, just uh, records. An, an album. An album. Yeah. And so I know that there's going to yeah, be lots of fun there. I think that's um, the one they just recorded, yeah. Yeah, that is one they just recorded. There was one that they released that I did listen to. Uh, Supervillain. Yes. No. No? No, that was last week's. Well, that's that, what I'm talking about. Supervillain. No, because then, whatever. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Anyways, guys, uh, check out Travelers on the Omnibus. It is a great podcast. Lots of fun. And while you're there listening, Jody from Travelers on the Omnibus also has Fearology, where he goes through and talks about the history of horror and cinema. And... Great little deep dive into different aspects of horror in cinema. Cinema? Cinema. 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 And once you're done listening to Travelers on the Omnibus, Fearology, where else can you turn? Um, silence your cell phones. Yep. Our friends Jarrett and Kevin do uh, a movie review deep dive podcast where they talk about new old movies, bingeable TV shows. You can catch them on podcast or I think they do their live show Wednesdays on YouTube. Yep. Uh, so you can get fully immersed into what's new in the cinemas or the, the seminars <laughs> seminars or, or, or however, <laughs> however you I said pronounce it. that. Um, All right. So my tongue is tied and I desperately need some whiskey. Yeah. So with that said, cheers, cheers.